Hi, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to Season 5 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast, bringing you some full and complete and unabridged Christian fiction audiobooks to keep you encouraged and inspired. This season's audiobook is called What Dreams May Come and is narrated by Pamela Lawrence, written by me, Alana Terry, and sponsored by our COVID-19 fundraiser. So what we're doing is taking some of my ebook novels and I've bundled them up as a pay what you can product with a portion of all royalties going to support local relief efforts for COVID-19. If you want to be involved in this fundraiser, it's going to be for a limited time. You can check it out at alanaterry.com slash novels. And now enjoy today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 8 Scott knew from experience that Pastor Carl and his family wouldn't be ready to leave St. Margaret's for at least 45 minutes after the service ended. This was one of those times when having a vehicle of his own might be convenient. If Susanna were here instead of him, she could probably sit down in one of the pews with her Bible and pass two or three hours before even thinking of glancing up at the clock. Scott wasn't like that, which was one reason why he'd been both drawn toward her and intimidated as well. Sometimes he wondered if things would have turned out differently if Susanna were older. How could he have expected to uproot someone that young from the family she loved? Many women would have never stuck around, would have left Orchard Grove the moment the opportunity presented itself but not Susanna. After just their first week of emailing, even before that decisive phone interview, Scott could tell what a nurturing, compassionate person she was. And it was no surprise, given her family situation. Growing up the way she did, she would have either become the Florence Nightingale of Orchard Grove, or she would have fled town the moment she graduated high school. He should have known even then. The thought of Susanna leaving her family, a family that needed her more than any of them realized, went against the very core of her personality. Sure, he had heard her talk about the mission field, had himself been inspired by her passion, but not even the intensity of her call overseas or whatever romance had started to flourish between them could tear her away. Scott couldn't blame her for that. As easy as it would be, as much as it might help him move past his sorrow and disappointment, he couldn't blame Susanna for staying home, any more than he could blame a landed fish for returning to the sea. He sighed. The church was emptying out. He had his phone in his pocket, but he wouldn't check his email. Susanna wouldn't write him. Not today. Not ever. Ironic, really. He had fallen in love with her gentle spirit, her giving heart. And it was her sacrificial selflessness, the very essence of Susanna Peters' character he admired so deeply, that had ultimately pulled them apart. I made a promise to my mom, she had explained that day last August. He didn't have to see her face. 
he knew just from the quiver in her voice that she was struggling to hold back tears. Tears that wouldn't fall until she told him what she had decided and then said goodbye. He wondered if she still cried. Did she dream about him like he dreamed about her? Did she sense the injustice of her situation? Did she grow resentful of the family that had stripped and starved her of all hope and happiness? No. She was too gentle, too full of love. Any sadness she felt after cutting Scott out of her life would only sweeten her disposition, offering a depth and intensity to the young woman he'd fallen in love with. He ignored the gnawing emptiness in his chest and made his way into the church library. His stomach rumbled, his knees ached after his morning run, but the physical discomforts were a welcome distraction from the heaviness and pain that had seeped into his soul. Chapter 9 Finally, the last amen. Susanna was ashamed of her relief when the service ended. Not that she was eager to return home. She just had such a hard time sitting still. She could hardly recognize herself these days. Good thing her mom couldn't see her. At least, Susanna hoped not. Real quickly, before we dismiss, Pastor Greg said, interrupting her unruly thoughts. Grandma Lucy has asked for the opportunity to close us in prayer today. Susanna knew what that meant. She resisted the urge to twist around in her seat to check the time on the clock. Had Grandma Lucy spoken in church since Greg and his wife came to town? She didn't think so, which probably explained why the pastor looked so innocent and unsuspecting. Grandma Lucy took the mic. Even though none of her grandchildren attended services at Orchard Grove anymore, Susanna couldn't remember her being called anything besides Grandma Lucy just like she couldn't remember a time when she didn't have shock-white hair or wear the same style of nylon blouse with oversized collars. Susanna let out a deep breath. God, I know you love that woman so much, and you've given her a spiritual fire and intensity that really is refreshing to see in a church like this but can you please tell her to keep it a little shorter than normal today? I can't be late. Derek was expecting her. She shut her eyes just for a moment. Thank you, Pastor Greg. Grandma Lucy's voice hadn't changed since Susanna was a little girl, still full of cracks and warbles on account of her age and conviction that only hinted at her spiritual intensity. Grandma Lucy glanced around the sanctuary. Without knowing why, Susanna looked down at her lap. I'd like to end the service with a word of prayer today, Grandma Lucy began. God is so good, isn't he? During the sermon, he just kept reminding me over and over of his great and powerful love, that he has not only for me, but for every single one of us here, not to mention every single lost and hurting soul 
in the entire world. It was all I could do to keep from jumping to my feet and shouting hallelujah. Susanna tried to calm her restless spirit. Lord, you speak to Grandma Lucy so often that it's like she's having one long, continuous conversation with you, each and every day. But here I am, begging for a single word from you, a single hint of your presence. It's been so long since I've felt you near me. Is it too much to ask you for one small glimpse of your love, one small taste of your glory? It's been so long, Lord. Pastor Greg, perhaps realizing that he had relinquished all control over the service, along with that microphone, edged a little closer to Grandma Lucy, but she didn't seem to notice. I want to close us today with a blessing from the book of Isaiah. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God, Grandma Lucy quoted. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. It was Grandma Lucy's way, the same pattern as always, reciting verses from Scripture and then ad-libbing until prayer and preaching and exhortation were all wrapped up in one package. Susanna glanced over at the restless faces around her, the shuffling feet, the children who acted as if they might spontaneously combust if they had to sit still a moment longer. What was it about Grandma Lucy that made people so nervous? Was it because everyone but the unsuspecting pastor knew that ten or twenty minutes could pass from the time she started speaking until she said her last amen? No, there had to be more to it than just restless minds and hungry stomachs. Maybe some were afraid that through some special revelation of the Holy Spirit, the old woman might divine their hidden sins and struggles. For Susanna, it went deeper than the fear of exposure. Grandma Lucy had spent her life serving God, had grown up as a missionary kid in China, had spent several years serving in the Middle East as an adult, and had returned on multiple missions to Asia smuggling Bibles far into her old age. But here she was in Orchard Grove, in a town where just about everybody had access to the gospel, if they wanted to hear it, in a church that held her emboldened prayer times suspect at best. And she was spiritually thriving. What's her secret, God? How can she stand living here? And when will I ever learn to be content like her? Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been What Dreams May Come by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Pamela Lawrence. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by our fundraiser, 
for COVID-19 relief work, which you can find out about more when you go to alanaterry.com slash novels. This page will have a link to our fundraiser for as long as it runs. I hope and pray that you stay safe and healthy. I want to thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon.